KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Extraordinary measures requires extraordinary tolerance for bathos, bombast, and plain old unpleasantness. It's a fictionalized and sadly trivialized adaptation of a nonfiction book, The Cure, which was written by my Wall Street Journal colleague, Gita Anand. The essence of the story was indicated by the book's subtitle, How a Father Raised $100 Million and Bucked the Medical Establishment in a Quest to Save His Children. The father, John Crowley, is played by Brendan Fraser. He seeks out a brilliant but eccentric research biologist named Stonehill, who's played by Harrison Ford, to help find a cure for his young daughter and one of his sons. Both of them are afflicted by a rare and inevitably fatal disorder called Pompe disease, though another son is completely free of the genetic defect. Eventually, the two men join forces and produce an effective drug, but not before being frustrated at every turn by the forces of big pharma and the demands of medical protocols. If ever there was a way to dramatize the complexities of the real-life events, the filmmakers did not find it. Robert Nelson Jacobs's script wallows in sentiment, wanders from cliches to contrived crises to exceedingly nasty confrontations. The cast's principal poison pill is Harrison Ford. If yelling were acting, he'd walk away with an Oscar. But Jared Harris is no slouch either in the Department of Arch Nastiness. He plays a doctor and pharmaceutical executive who becomes Stonehill's nemesis. Brendan Fraser is often stuck with looking bereft, while the usually endearing Carrie Russell gets pitifully little to do as Crowley's wife and the anguished mother of their gravely ill but still grating kids. The director was Tom Vaughn, and like everyone else connected with this ponderous botch, he's done much, much better in the past. Creation is a fancier botch, blissed out on its own cleverness. Paul Bettany is Charles Darwin, struggling to finish the origin of the species while he grieves the loss of his beloved daughter Annie, who died at the age of 10. Darwin was, of course, a seminal thinker with a far-ranging mind, but the movie takes the measure of his mind during this anguished period of his life by constructing a surreal collage that suggests a severe case of attention deficit disorder. It's impossible to say who's more unhinged, Darwin caught between faith and reason, or the filmmakers flashing back to visions of Annie when they aren't flinging around images of growth and decay that include barnacles, an orangutan named Jenny, swarms of fish, a chick falling from its nest, and flowers doing time-lapse death scenes. John Amiel directed from John Coley's adaptation of Annie's Box, a portrait of the naturalist by Darwin's great-great-grandson, Randall Keynes. Darwin's pious wife, who's played with grim intensity by Jennifer Connelly, tells him, You are at war with God, Charles, and we both know that is a battle you cannot win. Well, Paul Bettany is a fine and resourceful actor, but creation is a battle he was doomed to lose. Paul Bettany plays the archangel Michael in Legion, another movie opening today, but Sony declined to screen it for review. To judge from the fevered trailer, the studio made the right call. 
I'm Joe Morgenstern, and I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews of movies the studios were actually willing to let critics see. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.